let's talk about energy policy. Here in California, we have a group developing and promoting a Green New Deal, which is targeting the fossil fuel industry to be replaced by electricity as the energy of choice. Doesn't electricity require more energy input? Could could you talk about sustainable development as a control mechanism? Um, I've been hearing for a long time now that we are to be deprived of energy. Our food is to be taken away. Cattle are bad for the environment. We'll be lucky to be eating insects in the future. It, yeah. it sounds like a sadist's dream. Yeah. What yeah. are China and Russia's energy policies as opposed to the West's? And how do you account for the difference? That's a, that's a really great, uh, final question. And I think that indeed it is becoming more and more clear for people who are maybe confused about what the whole Green New Deal was all about since we've heard this terminology utilized for some years. I think the first time was, uh, the British, um, the British government who used it in 2009 and it became an American idea or it transplanted into the United States zeitgeist in, uh, 2017. The overarching idea is genocide. It is a depopulation agenda. And, and many people were confused thinking maybe they really do, the promoters of it really do just care about the climate and, and having a cleaner, non-polluted world. Um, it's, I think, in the context of everything else that has been experienced over the past two years, it's more and more clear that the effects of this are to reduce the means of supporting human life. And ironically, also making the world much more polluted and destroying nature even more. Again, quite ironic. Um, and I say that because – so let's enter the, the, the second part first, OK? How is it destroying nature? Well, if you look beyond the simple photovoltaic uh, cells or um, gigantic, you know, Boeing 737-sized uh, windmills, which have to litter the landscape all over former farmland and everything else – um, to get us some electricity to make some turbine spin, um, or in the case of the uh, the solar panels to simply store energy in a battery that is then released. Um, the resources that go into that are a lot of rare earths, a lot of rare earths. I don't have the, the numbers in front of me at the moment, but it's massive. Uh, the, the amount of mining and in destruction to ecosystems that has to occur to produce the types of lithium and other, other forms of rare earths uh, – primarily from Africa, but other parts of the world too, South America, it's exorbitant. Um, a lot of this is also being um, made possible by a lot of child labor, kids under the age of 15 working in mines all across Africa under the control of Barrick Gold, of other mining interests that are mostly on the London uh, Stock Exchange, London Anglo-Canadian-centered uh, mining cartels uh, control most of that uh, slave labor process. So it is destructive as hell. You also can't really recycle these things. Um, it's a it's a it's a nightmare to uh, think about how do you reprocess or recycle. You can't. They go into minefields at landfills after their life expectancy is over. Um, and there's nothing that can be done about that either. And their life expectancy is is pretty abysmal. It's like twenty to thirty years. The other thing is that they're not really sustainable because you cannot create, let's say you want to create a windmill, you can't use the type of electricity that you get from windmill energy. You can't use it to make a windmill. The same thing for a solar panel. 
um, the type of industrial in energy intensive operations that are required to have industrial steel melt processing, um, everything else, including the mining operations can only be done with at the very least fossil fuels. Um, you, you just, you can't once they're built. So on top of the fact that you can't make a windmill with a windmill energy, um, on top of that, the quality of energy, like I said, is very low grade. It's called low energy flux density electricity. Um, I like the formulation by the American economist who recently died, uh, Lyndon LaRouche. He, he had the science of energy policy very well put together. And I think you could learn a lot. Any, anybody listening could learn a lot by just reading his understanding of physical economy and energy. Um, the point often made is that the, the equivalent, if you look at the equivalent amount of energy one could get from like, um, a nuclear third, fourth generation nuclear power plant meltdown proof that occupies maybe a couple of city blocks in terms of space. That gives you such a high quality of energy consistently, not dependent upon the wind or whether it's cloudy and also of such a high grade that you could sustain industrial civilization at a very high standard of living versus look at the amounts of hectares. Thousands and thousands of hectares have to be allocated to windmills and solar panels just to get a little bit of energy that could maybe sustain residential buildings, not industrial activity. And that's the, the design. As far as the food, yeah, they also have a desire to destroy our food crops. Thousands of farmers are, are taking videos of themselves crying because they're being forced by the government to destroy their crops. Um, it's happening in Canada too. Other farmers are being labeled uh, climate offenders because apparently the fertilizers and the methane that comes out of cow farms is causing the the earth to apparently like boil over. And so they're being demonized and made enemies um, of the minds of like soft city city folk, <laughs> cosmopolitan people who, who they don't know what productivity is. Um, and these, these farmers in the U.S. are being told like – or they're, they're, they're saying that we have to sell our goods. We're being offered 1.5 times market value for our crops but not to eat them. They're being used to – uh, to just basically destroy the crops or in some cases biofuels to burn the crops for gas gas tanks for cars, which I think even now is about 35 or 40 percent of U.S. corn production goes towards burning as it has since George Bush Jr. for bioethanol to save the environment. How that saves the environment? Nobody talks about that because it doesn't. It causes more starvation, if anything, and it's still toxic. So there is an, an effort. We, we could talk next time we meet up about some of the other Bill Gates affiliated or funded operations to create CRISPR cows and genetically modified operations to, uh, you know, create bugs, bug burgers and bug muffins, uh, to get us off of meat. Uh, but all that to say there is scarcity artificially being created in order to justify the argument that, look, there's just too many of us. That's why we have pandemics. That's why we have uh, climate change. That's why we have uh, wars, it's all because there's too many people and we'd have more peace, a cleaner world, a better place if we had fewer people. And if that means making some tough decisions like, you know, justifying grandma getting turned into Soylent Green because she's too expensive to maintain, um, well, so be it. You know, at least we're going to get to eat. <laughs> it's sick, but that's, that's how, that's how the arguments are being skewed.